This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. Legal troubles continue for former Fox & Friends host Clayton Morris. But is he grabbing headlines because he did something wrong or because of his celebrity status? Investors claim that Morris and his business partner, Burt Whalen, sold them rundown homes that they promised to renovate but did not. The latest headlines are another blow to Morris, that his real estate business is under investigation by the FBI and two states. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Morris quit Fox two years ago to focus on his real estate business, Morris Invest. He has a podcast where he educates people about how to obtain financial freedom with rental properties. He also helps monetize his business by selling rental properties in different markets across the country. He has teams in place to renovate and manage the properties for new landlords who don't live in the area. Kind of sounds like what we do at Real Wealth Network, but in this case, many of the investors who bought properties in Indianapolis did not get what they expected. The trouble began last spring with headlines like, an ex-Fox News host pitched financial freedom. His clients want their money back. And many of them are doing that in court with lawsuits. In the midst of the turmoil, Morris and his wife Natalie decided to move out of the country with their children. They moved to Portugal, where they say they continue to deal with their legal problems. But the move sparked criticism and more nasty headlines about fleeing the U.S. Newsweek also mentioned the P-word for Ponzi scheme, Morris told his side of the story in a lengthy statement back in March. He says he had been working with Whalen of Ocean Point Investments for years to build his own personal portfolio. And when he cut the cord with Fox in 2017, he launched his own real estate investment business and formalized an agreement with Ocean Point to find, renovate, and manage rental properties in the Indianapolis market. He thought it was a good partnership because of the track record they had together. But then the complaints began about poor property management. Morris responded by forming his own property management company in 2018. But that did not put an end to the problems. He then began to hear complaints from contractors saying that they hadn't been paid for their renovation work. Morris Invest was told that rehabs would be put on hold until more investors were referred to Ocean Point for property sales. Here's what Morris said about that. This was the moment that stopped us in our tracks. They had already been paid for these rehabs. Where had the money gone? We didn't know what was happening, but we knew enough to know that we could not refer them any further investors if they were planning to use future profits to recover previous losses. That is called a Ponzi scheme. Morris says that contractors were clamoring for their money and that he and his wife depleted their savings to pay outstanding contractor bills that Wayland's company was responsible for. Morris says they ended their relationship with Ocean Point and have been dealing with the aftermath ever since. At first, Morris thought the problem was due to poor property management, but upon further investigation, he discovered that contractors had not been paid. And upon further investigation, he discovered that only about 60% of the rehabs had been completed. Now fast forward to today. In addition to investor lawsuits, there are now three major investigations underway. The New York Times says that federal agents are interviewing investors and associates of Morris, including his former business partner. Meantime, Morris's wife has been posting blogs about their situation and how poorly they've been represented in the press. Her latest one is called Fleeing the Country, which she says is ridiculous because they're not running away from anything. 
She says they moved to Portugal to help improve the family's emotional well-being in the midst of all these allegations, but they're also handling the lawsuits from there. She also says that her husband has been given a disproportionate amount of blame because he has some residual fame from his former career as a news anchor. So what are we to learn from all this? Well, first of all, I did have the opportunity to speak with Clayton Morris several years ago. I found out that most of the properties his company was selling seemed to be in C and even D-class areas. I remember asking him how that was working out, and he said something to the effect that it was going fine because cash flow is better in lower-income areas. And while that may be true on paper, I found it doesn't really work out in reality. Lower-income areas tend to have higher crime, and higher crime means that tenants might move more frequently, increasing turnover costs. And if the neighborhood is really bad, you may find the contents of your entire home stolen. Just when you thought you have it renovated, you'll find it's empty, sometimes down to the toilet and fixtures. So I mentioned that to him and he said it wasn't the case for his team. I was surprised but figured maybe he knew something I don't. Some people are able to manage C&D class properties, usually though if they live right there and can monitor the situation carefully. So at Real Wealth Network, we highly discourage investors from buying lower-end properties. The maintenance costs are just too high and end up eating away all that supposed cash flow. So lesson number one is investors need to understand the neighborhood that they're investing in. You can fix a house, but you cannot fix a neighborhood. And even if supposedly that area is up and coming, you have to understand that it could take years for that to happen. So invest at your own risk in high-crime, low-income areas. I don't recommend it. The second tip, never, ever pay for renovations in advance. Anytime you pay for work before it's done, you can be pretty sure it won't get done. Only pay a deposit to a contractor and then make further payments once the work is done. And if you're buying a home that's supposedly already renovated or otherwise known as turnkey, that means someone else is buying it and renovating it and making it rent-ready for you. So you shouldn't send any money to the seller directly during that renovation process. Turnkey means that you buy the home once the renovation is done. So only send your money to an escrow account, go through normal title and escrow, and only close on the property once you have inspections and appraisals done. Because once you close, that's your baby and you can't give it back. The nice thing about buying a property that's already been renovated is that you'll know if it's been renovated because you've already performed your inspections and appraisals. And finally, investors just need to understand that it's their money they're investing. So be careful who you give it to. At the end of the day, these investors who are trying to sue Morris Invest will likely come out empty-handed. I just went through this myself. An investor sued Real Wealth Network because they bought a property through one of our affiliates and the rents didn't come into the amount that was quoted to them by the property manager. So they sued everyone for lost rents. The property manager, the realtor, and Real Wealth Network. It ended up costing each of us about $150,000 just to defend ourselves, even as a frivolous lawsuit. Finally, a week before trial, the judge told the plaintiff that they didn't stand a chance. He even said the F word to their attorney, because he probably knew that the attorney knew they'd make a lot of money, but not win the case. So the plaintiffs decided to not spend any more money and called off the trial. But like I said, it cost over $450,000 for the various parties to pay for attorney fees. 
But even if it had been a legitimate case, the chances of the investors winning were slim. The legal system isn't really set up to protect investors. It's set up to protect consumers. Investors should be doing their homework. And even when their homework is done, there's always the risk of loss. All investments come with risk. You don't see people suing their stockbroker when stock values fall. For some reason, they're trained to accept that. But with real estate, it's different. They just want to sue everyone for any kind of loss. So remember, it's your money. Take care of it. And don't blame anyone else for choices that you make. Those investors with Morris Invest should have known what they were buying. One visit to those dilapidated properties and they would have never sent the money. So visit your properties in person. Meet the property management team because they'll be the ones taking care of your investment. Talk to the neighbors to see what they have to say about the area. Talk to other investors in the same market. Look, you can get all that done in one weekend. Isn't it worth it when you're buying something that could take care of you for the rest of your life? So in this case, Morris may or may not be directly responsible for what happened, but maybe there are things he could have done to safeguard himself and his clients. As for Real Wealth Network, here are some of the things that we've learned to do over the years to help protect everyone involved. All the while knowing that real estate is real estate and things happen. Rents don't always stay the same. They can go up and they can go down. Tenants aren't the same. They can be great and they cannot be so great. So just start with a strict vetting process. Get a checklist. We've got one for you at newsforinvestors.com under the resources tab. We also have a list of inspectors and appraisers that you can use to make sure you're truly getting what you think you're getting. And finally, at Real Wealth Network, we've set up a mastermind where the various teams help each other meet the standards so that they can all maintain high ratings. You can get more information on this at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. 